I really don't know. I don't want to mention names, but um, <laughs> you know these people very well, and so it's your choice to make. We made our choice in Uganda, and uh, things went the way they did. So, welcome to Un Uninformed. My name is Kendall Monet, and this is Sean Sevi. Each week, we bring you current events in 20 minutes or less. We give you the news that matters, so you don't feel so dumb around your smart friends. Today on the show, we have Tina Jampati. She runs a nonprofit organization whose mission is empowering women in Uganda. But first, the headlines. All right, so the first story we have for you today is the new Google phone. Tis the season for new phones and technology. The iPhone 7 just came out a few weeks ago. So Google just announced that they have a brand new phone that is hitting the market. This is not the modular phone that they were working on for a number of months the one where you could swap out the screen. Did you guys hear about this at all? I didn't know about it. <laughs> so they were working on this project. It was called ARA, A-R-A. And it was a project where you could swap out the screen or the speakers or the camera or the processor of your phone. Kind of like a Lego phone. Just build it yourself. Mm-hmm. And I always thought it was really cool. But this is not that phone. Um, that project is on hold indefinitely. But Google doesn't really do very many tangible products that I know of. Right, right. And so that's the big story here is um, what makes this phone different from the rest of the phones on the smartphone market. Um, the specs are great, as they always are, and they'll continue to get better year after year. But this phone has Google Assistant. So that's like Google's version of Siri. Or Cortana. right. The real story here is um, the data that Google has behind it because it's such a massive search engine. It has a good amount of data to put into this artificial intelligence assistant that will be on your phone. So the idea is it will function a lot better than even Siri or some of the most popular AI systems on phones these days. Well, I think it's interesting that that with like the iPhone, we have Apple lovers that will do anything. They'll buy the newest Apple. We have the same thing with Google, and I think they realize that. Yeah, yeah. And with this new line of hardware that they're putting out, it's going to be interesting to see what people jump on the bandwagon to buy. The big question here, obviously, yes, it does have a headphone jack. Oh, and it actually also has the feature of not exploding. Yeah, that's a plus <laughs> these days. So last week were the Nobel Prizes. And so let me talk about the Nobel Prize for Physics. And my goal here, Kendall, is to make something extremely complicated, super simple. Now, I've been a math tutor for years. So if you can understand it, Kendall, I think anybody can. Oh, gee, thanks. (laughs) I mean, if uh, (laughs) I can't take that back. Okay, so traditionally, we know about three phases of matter. Gas, liquid, and solid. This is a review from fourth grade. All right, I'm with you. <laughs> Good. Okay, so there's a new phase transition that was discovered. So you go gas, liquid, solid, but if you go even colder than that, you see some extremely extremely unusual activity. They called it exotic, actually. So basically, but the, the way you are able to demonstrate this is you take a really thin sheet of matter, whatever it is, uh, helium, water, whatever, Take a thin sheet and get it to absolute zero. That's the coldest you could possibly get anything. When that happens, you start seeing something crazy. You see vortices, which are pretty much tornadoes. So you see little tornadoes show up. And then as you heat it up, these tornadoes dart off in opposite directions. So gas, liquid, solid, uh, tornado. And, And it's obviously more complicated than that. 
Um, but that's something that I was able to grasp um, as a normal human. Well, I'm happy for you. I wasn't, but... <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. All right. So speaking of science, the Nobel Prize in Chemistry was the one that I was kind of more interested in. It was maybe more on my level. I don't understand the physics of a fourth kind of matter, but... You, you don't um, understand the, the phase changes? <laughs> I don't, well, I understand phase changes, but not tornado changes, I guess. But um, it is interesting. So, again, yeah, chemistry was awarded on this Wednesday um, to Jean-Pierre Sauvage, Sir J. Fraser Stoddard, and Bernard L. Ferenja. And these three men have discovered a design for the synthesis of molecular machines. So you might be asking, what does that mean? Was that like nanobots? Because I've heard of that. Is this different? It's it's similar. It's kind of like the really pr- preliminary modular work. And synthesis of molecular machines basically at this point means that they were able to manipulate molecules to move in similar ways to like a motor. So there's even like a molecular car that they put together. But the hope is that in the future, in the next 10, 20 years, these can be used in medicine, in computer technology, and then just lots of things that we haven't really imagined yet. So you could get a microscopic car to deliver your prescription medication to just the right part in your body driving off road through the bloodstream yeah maybe driving off road (laughs) roughly (laughs) Roughly. (laughs) all right and for the nobel peace prize it was awarded this year to juan manuel santos and he is actually the current president of colombia so this uh is kind of a follow-up on our story from last week about the peace deal with the farc rebel group in colombia it was voted down as we reported last week but his efforts and his continuing efforts are being recognized with this award. So, as we said last week, this will be a story that we will continue to watch as he continues to pursue a peace deal with the FARC rebel group and patch things up in his country. So, isn't it a little weird that nothing has really been done yet and he's getting a peace prize? I mean, I know stuff has been done, but there's no peace agreement yet. Right. Um, A lot of people, especially critics of President Obama, will point to him receiving the Nobel Peace Prize very, very early in his term before many would say much had been done. Any proof of concept? (laughs) Yeah. So um, I don't think it's without precedent. I think they thought the same thing we did when we put together the story, that this vote would go through. I think the Colombian people voting to not go forward with this peace deal was a surprise to everyone. So I think they wanted to recognize his efforts all the same, and uh, it may be a case of creating your own reality. If they give him the prize, then it will come. If you build it, they will come. So it seems like with the peace prize and not with the chemistry or physics prize, they have a good try (laughs) prize. (laughs) Good effort. (laughs) Good effort, um, which is great because, you know, peace is not so tangible like chemistry and physics. True, true. All right, so on to a less peaceful story. Hurricane Matthew has been hitting the east coast of the United States over the weekend, and it's actually caused the president to reroute money from the America Works program back to FEMA. Um, 
Oh, wait, that's actually House of Cards. Never mind. <laughs> so this was a Category 4 storm at times, especially coming when it was just about to hit the east coast of Florida. In Haiti, there are already hundreds reported dead. This could be in the thousands by the time you listen to this podcast. Florida, Georgia, and the Carolinas were hit pretty hard. And the biggest story here is storm surge. So have you guys ever heard of storm surge? Do you know what it is? I don't know what that is. Tell right. me. So in the Philippines a few years ago, there was a big typhoon called Yolanda, and there was a huge storm surge, and they kept warning about it on the news, but nobody knew what it was, and it ended up decimating a huge population in the Philippines. Basically what it is is because of the wind of the hurricane, it causes the ocean, the tide, to rise by as much as 10 feet. And so these waves, it's, it's basically tidal waves, one after the other, all throughout high tide times. And so um, that's going to be the big story here in Florida, Georgia, and the Carolinas. These coastal areas will be flooded by this storm surge, this extra high tide due to the waves. Uh, you said this could be worse than the other effects of the storm, the storm surge? Right. The storm surge can often disrupt a community more so than downed power lines from the wind or just normal flooding from rainwaters because there's so much water pouring in where it shouldn't be. And uh, I was about to have an online tutoring appointment canceled because millions of Floridians had uh, power, you know, lost power from this. But in the end, but but Miami actually didn't get hit, so it wasn't so bad. All right. So for our main story today, Sean went out into the field and interviewed Tina. So here's their recording. Musana International is a company where Ugandan artisans craft jewelry, which is sold in the U.S. Their slogan is "Jewelry for Change." The money generated not only employs these artisans, but it also helps in giving these women some basic needs, such as education for their children. Musana is a U.S.-based organization, but most of its employees are in Uganda. Joining me for her short trip to the United States is Tina Champati. She's a manager for over 60 artisans in Uganda. And let's hear her story. Tina, welcome to Un Uninformed. Thank you, and it's a pleasure being here with you. So you are the Uganda director for Musana. What do you do as part of that role? Um, I oversee all the activities in the organization, and basically I look at um, taking care of the finances, I take care of the human resource, I take care of the production, and then also do the mentoring part with the women and also oversee the trainings. So at the gala, which I went to in 2014, you were the keynote speaker. And I just remember people being so moved on, on, about your speech. So I had to go listen to the video again. And um, so basically what you said in this speech was the women in Uganda are facing a lot of challenges. And we, as part of Musana, are trying to address those. So first of all, what kind of challenges are these women facing? And are you talking about the artisans particularly? Yes, I talk about the artisans. And so uh, most of these women are single mothers. And so you know how hard it is to take care of a family without income. And some of them are living with HIV. And some of them are living in abusive marriages. Some of them have husbands who come and snatch all the money they make. 
And so those are the several challenges that the women are going through. And then we come in as Musana to create stable income for these women. And then we also do several mentoring and training sessions with them. And we empower them to be able to become self-reliant. Um, so in, in addition to training them on how to be artisans, it's my understanding that you help artisans' families with uh, certain basic needs. Is that right? Yes. So tell me a little bit more about that. So besides making the jewelry, we have several programs that we do. Uh, one, we have trainings where we train them how to live a healthy life, which is really important for them because they get to spend less money in hospitals. We also do business trainings, and in these trainings, the women are able to write their business plans, and then we choose the best, and we give them loans to start their businesses. So we have five of our women running their own businesses at the moment, and um, we are mentoring them and helping them to make sure that their businesses are successful. And then we also have literacy classes that we do with these women, and so we teach them how to read and write and speak English. Yeah, and then we also do ethical and value trainings to help them be confident and portray the best behavior in their communities. So currently, is gender equality a big issue in Uganda? Is it uh, something that needs to be addressed more or things are getting better? How, how, what's the state right now? Yeah, things are getting better because we are encouraging so many girl child or girl child education in Uganda. And we have so many groups that are coming up and empowering women. And so, yeah, we are getting better at like having, even our parliament has a big percentage of women being represented there. Oh, really? And so, yeah, that's a good thing for us. I think you're next, Tina. I think, you're, I think you really could, could uh, you know, run for the, the prime minister of uh, Uganda. <laughs> yes, it's in plan. <laughs> that's, that's in the plan. Hey, you know, I, I would vote for you if I was Ugandan, you know. <laughs> um, so you, you talked a little bit about some of the situations at home where, um, like, husbands are, are, uh, are not paying, are, are not doing their part. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Um, right now we are realizing that most men don't want to take on their responsibilities as the head of the family and we are worried that this will be passed on to the sons and so um, Musana is really encouraging families to work together for example in our business loans we have a family that is doing a piggery farm and the husband is really supportive and we encourage him to work together with the wife and so they can progress it's very easy for a family to progress when the husband and the wife are working together and they will be able to raise children who understand like how important it is to work together as a family. But there's a tendency for that not to happen where they're not working together, right? Yes, the majority of the men like don't work and don't want to work with their families and then they want to take like things that women have made and they want to have nice food on the table. And yet, you know, the woman has to do a lot of work to provide the food and also take care of the children and everything in the family. So you have four children and you're the manager over 60 artisans. Like, how do you balance being the manager over all these women and being a mother? Um, The most important um, tool that I use is planning. So I plan my time wisely 
and so um i am able to balance the two things and have time for my family and also have time for musana can can you give me an example of a particular artisan where originally it was in a bad situation and then since musana things have gotten better um i'll share um life experience of one of our artisans called betty now betty was um was abducted by the rebels in Uganda in northern Uganda and um all her parents were killed and so Betty somehow found her way you know away from the rebel area to Lugazi and um when she started working with Musana Betty was very shy and she wouldn't speak or do anything and so like she didn't have any confidence but right now if you see Betty she can say if you was in english she's always smiling and she's happy and you know she has beautiful children and life is moving on so well for her and so we are glad that she's one of the best artisans that we have she's always like meeting her targets at work and she's well behaved and she's getting there yeah when you see somebody in a situation where they're lacking the resources they need uh women that uh that are not as well off as Ugandan artisans what what do they need to know what do they need to know to move forward to get out of the rut that they're in um women need to know that they have the ability to change their lives and the lives of their families and so they need to know that there are opportunities out there and so it's a matter of searching for these opportunities and then once they find them then they'll be able to change their lives but they have the power to change their lives regardless of whether you've gone to school or not like most of our artisans have not gone to school and they are amazing we give them opportunities and then utilize their skills and these women are amazing a lot of aid organizations come to Uganda um often some of these aid organizations are not very effective and sometimes they are what is the difference between aid organizations that are effective and those that are not most aid organizations give just give you know they give money they just give money or give whatever and that's not what we need in africa we need we need people who can recognize that we have skills that we have ability and it's a give and you know a give and give thing yeah. so that is what is like making some organizations fail and then others work out knowing the real thing and playing the real game So you've worked with all these women, you've learned so many things. What do you think the women of the world can learn from this? There's there's women in similar situations all over. We even talked about gender equality in the United States. What what do women need to know about their potential? Um women need to know like the best tool to develop the world or the economy of the world is by empowering women. that is how important it is if women are not empowered then the world will not develop as fast as it can when why, women are why women empowered. particularly yeah we've seen like governments who have um, like women as part of their governments countries who have women in the government you know we are seeing very nice policies being passed by women and women pass policies that develop policies that um improve health sections for example in my country we had so many um maternal deaths women like dying while giving birth and when we had so many women in the parliament 
we had some really nice policies you know going around policies that protect women and policies that protect children and then women come up with so many businesses and um, small businesses that um, help like take care of their families as compared to men so we need to have these women on board and empower them so that their businesses can grow and then the economies can improve and then as you know women have half the population of the world so what would happen if they are not empowered like we are so many and yeah. and then the other thing is that um we are brilliant women are very like skillful we are innovative and that's what the world needs so yeah we need to be empowered yeah. that doesn't mean you know you're a hillary supporter that's not going to be on recorded <laughs> it can't be and this is for americans out there i really don't know who you're going to vote for and i have no i'm not in the right position to decide who you vote for but i think um both the candidates one is more vulnerable and another one to me sounds crazy so it's up to you I guys wonder which to, one you're talking about. to choose I really don't know. I don't want to mention names, but um, <laughs> you know these people very well, and so it's your choice to make. We made our choice in Uganda, and uh, things went the way they did. So we wish you the best as you vote, and we hope that I wish us the best. You know, we we have some potential crash crash courses coming ahead of us. Yeah, but I think we'll be fine. Yeah, we hope that you'll do the best as you vote. So we wish you luck, and we love you. We love America so much. Tina, you are fantastic. I am so excited that, that you came onto our show. You're welcome. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for inviting me. And um, I am looking forward to talking to you some other time. And when you are the Prime Minister of Uganda, may I reserve <laughs> a reservation right now for an interview with you? Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, say some farewell greeting in uh, Luganda. Banange mbagala nyo era mwebale kompliriza mukama abakume. Thanks. Now teach me something. Goodbye like what's an easy goodbye? You say we lava. We lava. Mhm. How long was You're that? You going to put that political thing. Americans will be angry with me. Thank you guys so much for listening. This has been Ununinformed with Kendall Monet and Sean Sevi. If you liked the show, check us out on iTunes. Subscribe and give us a rating. It really helps us out. And like our page on Facebook or visit us at ununinformed.com. That's un-uninformed.com. Thanks, guys.